0: Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, The Vacation Rental Show. I have a very important guest today. He's important because he's been a friend of mine for many years, and he is one of the most genuine people you'll meet in the industry. John Suzuki, you're going to know his name. Everybody knows you, John. Welcome to the program. John is an author, he's been in the industry for a long time. He's worked at all the names that you can think of with vacation rentals. Expedia. Your background is extensive, but I want to talk about your passion. That's what I want to talk about. So we were talking about just a few minutes ago, and I was like, Oh, let's don't talk about it. Let's put it on the podcast. And that's because. I wanted to hear it fresh because I want to react to it fresh. You were talking about the name of my podcast is How We Grow. And tell me what you said, because it was important.
1: Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm (laughs) thrilled. This is my first experience back in the vacation rental industry in, I don't know, a year and a half or so. And so thank you for reaching out to me. This is fun. Yeah, what I was just about to say is that, you know, the name of your podcast is How We Grow in the Vacation Rental Industry. And of course, my first thing was I haven't been in the vacation rental industry for a while because I retired and decided to pursue my life's passion. And I was thinking to myself, how can I really add value? And it occurred to me that how we grow in the vocational industry is in a lot of ways the same way we grow in any industry in terms of how we grow as people and as individuals. And at first, I got caught up in the, well, you know, how we grow with technology. Well, I don't know anything about the recent technology over the last 18 months. But, you know, the concepts about growing are the same across any industry. I mean, when you bring it down to the personal level, there are basics on how we grow. And, you know, my experience of 18 years in the vacation rental industry, we grew a lot. I mean, this industry over 18 years went from, you know, a side industry of lodging to driving the mainstream of travel. And so we grew a lot. I was thinking that, you know, perhaps we could talk about that and we could talk about things that would really be potentially meaningful to the folks that are listening in your audience
0: so one of the things i always talk about guys and you hear me harp on this is that business is business and a lot of the things that the experts for vacation rental that we have on they talk about business concepts that are similar to any business you have surrounding yourself with the right people i mean there's just a list of like five things the thing we neglect guys because we're so busy working is we neglect talking about how to grow ourselves yes. and how to grow happiness in our own lives and how to do that while we're growing our business. Now,
1: absolutely.
0: John has written a book, he has always been the person to speak to happiness. He's always been the happiest person in the industry, too. You've always been really happy, John. You're upbeat. You know, people say that about me, but I say that about you because you recognize people that are always happy in what they do. Are you feeling eclipsed by your competition? Join us from April 8th to 10th in Austin, Texas for the 2024 LiveRes Partner Conference. At the LiveRes Partner Conference, you'll have prime opportunities to connect with vacation rental industry leaders, explore our cutting-edge technology ignite. And learn the latest and greatest industry trends. Attend our picnic viewing of the total solar eclipse. Participate in our golf scramble and meet a real-life vacation rental celebrity, John Suzuki, our keynote speaker. An event like this only happens once in a blue moon, literally. So from innovative strategies to actionable insights, you'll leave equipped and inspired to launch your own vacation rental business into orbit. Don't miss out. Secure your spot today at LiveRes.com forward slash conference. See ya, and Austin. Tell me about principles, no matter who we are, that we can use to grow in our own lives.
1: Absolutely. So just going back to what you were talking about, happiness, right? I believe my whole mission in life, I think is a shared mission that we all share, and that is to make the world better than the day we landed on it. And, you know, if we can help people be happy, if we can help people live a more fulfilled life, helping people lifts the world. It really does. And so that's what I'm doing with my life right now. And so I like to think of things in groups of threes. And I came up with three things that i just like to share. And I'm going to relate them back to my experience in the vacation industry. And we can talk about my book later, but I want to talk about this stuff. The first one is curiosity. You know, curiosity is really important. And it's a muscle that a lot of us have forgotten about. And it's a muscle that we used as kids all the time, right? I mean, who are the most curious beings on the planet? It's children. Why? You know, because Why? we learn, we learn it out of us. We no, learn that's it what out they ask. Of, yeah, no, if exactly, you're around a kid all the time, that's, exactly that's all they right. say. That's Why? exactly right. Why? 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 And, you know, there comes a point in time when they're just being irritating when they say that, right? Why? <laughs> But to a large extent, that question is, until it gets to that point, it's a sincere question. Oh, totally. You know, why? Why do you do that? Why should I do that? Why are you asking me to do this? They're constantly curious. So yeah, you're right. Why, why, why? You know, that is a muscle that we've forgotten about. A lot of us have, you know, and a lot of us have unlearned that muscle because of fear. We have learned fear. Fear is a learned thing. And, you know, as I look back on my time with the vacation rental industry, you know, you recall that. We did vacation rental breakfast seminars. I mean, every year for 15 years in 25 different places, every single year. And every single year, we had something new to announce and something new to share. And, you know, a lot of the best property managers showed up. That's true. They always showed up, right? And a lot of them never bought our software, but they showed up to learn. They realized that maybe we had something to share with them. And so that curiosity led them. They didn't come for the free breakfast, right? No, they came no. for the content and they came to learn. And it was their curiosity of maybe there's something that Suzuki and the team have to share with me that I might be able to apply to my business. And That's there were right. a lot of things that they applied to their business. Um, this is even true. They didn't, right. A lot of them did use our software. A lot of them didn't. But I just really want to encourage folks just to be aware that curiosity can potentially lead to a lot of really great things allow yourself to be a child again you know allow yourself to be young again allow yourself to ask the question why right why is this important why is this significant why do you think this is going to be an important thing in the future
0: oh my gosh ask
1: john this is questions. this is
0: so important let me tell you i'm doing a new thing as well i'm helping my husband run his nonprofit and this question of why has been so important, let me tell you, because I come in and I'm asking, why do we do it this way? Why are we doing this? Tell me why. And here's the answer. Because it's always been done that way. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's the answer. And
0: if that's the answer in your business, not only just business, but if that's the answer in your personal life, you know, why am I doing this? Because I've always done it. No, think about the motivation behind it.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, ask the question one more time. If the answer is, we've always done it this way, why?
0: Exactly.
1: Right? Why have you always done it this way? And because here's, here's what 90% of the people do. They go, oh, great. Okay. Just wondered. You know
0: I mean? we, <laughs> we had a written process thinking, and we did it this way. And I said, but it's not effective. And this is just an example, guys. We were sending out newsletters that weren't personalized. And I said, why aren't we doing that? And the question was, because we don't have confidence that the names are correct, why don't we have confidence the names are correct? Exactly. Our data is bad. I've lost someone. Now, literally, someone, well, they didn't actually resign, but they sent an email that was a resignation. You know how you get those emails, John, sometimes? Sure. And when you ask why in a business and personally, things change. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for better.
1: And, you know, better comes with discovery. And I think that, you know, we've got this thing in our heads, as you and I just started this conversation with, of why, why? And, you know, we got this thing in our head going, God, that's just so irritating. And we've blocked ourselves from doing that. right. We have. We've blocked ourselves because we don't want to be that pain in the patootie, right? Exactly. But if you're being sincere about it, I mean, that's a major source of discovery, right? And if you're a
0: leader... You have to ask it. And if you're not a leader, if you're listening to this in Vacation Rentals and you're not a leader, maybe you're a manager, maybe you think that you're not important enough to be able to ask why. That's what I'm trying to say. That's not so. Ask why. The person that you report to will appreciate you saying, why do we do it this way? It leads the thought process. Like you say, John, as a child, it leads us to pathways for doing things better.
1: Absolutely. And to your point about leadership, if you're not a leader, but you want to be one, that's a great way to show that you care by asking the questions. And you know what? A lot of leaders who are leaders don't want to ask that question because they feel like they should know the answer to that already. But if you ask that question in a group of people and everybody just kind of goes, huh, I don't know why we do it that way. Bingo, right? That's wonderful. But that muscle of curiosity, and you know, when you guys are working with your, I'm sorry, that's a terrible habit of mine. I use the word guys a lot.
0: Oh, I um, do too. It's when Ohio. You folks, it's When okay. you folks,
1: when y'all are working with vendors or you're working with your owners or you're working with your guests, always ask the question, why? Why is that important to you? Why should that be important to me? And it will lead you to different pathways of discovery. It really, really will. And this muscle that you build of curiosity is going to lead you to another thing. And this is the second thing I wanted to share. You know, my wife calls me a dog with a squirrel, right? I mean, I am massively curious. I mean, squirrel, 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 right? And I want to learn about everything. (laughs) And so building that muscle of curiosity leads you to being open to new ideas. And folks, in today's world of technology and today's world of the vacation rental industry, There is so much change going on, more change now than there ever has been. And I always say that there's going to be more change than there ever, right? We're going to go through an accelerated change curve and being open to new ideas. And I want to share one quick story with you. It had to do with the vacation rental industry. I was at a VRMA conference in Portland, Oregon. I don't know, this was 10 or 12 years ago. But anyway, the idea of dynamic pricing and yield management had just come out. And I wanted to present it to the VRMA. And the VRMA flatly rejected it. They flatly rejected it. They said, John, we know what dynamic pricing is all about. We know what yield management is all about. We don't need to hear from you. Well, it turned out that one of their keynote speakers canceled at the last minute, and they had no idea who to (laughs) fill it with. So they came to me and they said, John, we'll let you do this thing. We don't have anybody better. So I get up there, and I'll never forget in the back of the room, every one of the board of directors was standing in the back of the room with their arms crossed looking at me. And so I went through my presentation and it was just about educating. It was about talking about what yield management is and what dynamic pricing is. So of course, now we all know what that is, right? Now it's one of the biggest things in the industry and most important things. When I got done with my presentation, Every one of the board members made a beeline to me to the front of the stage. Didn't
0: know and I'm thinking,
1: oh, boy, I'm in trouble. One of them came up to me and kind of spoke for the group. And they said, John, we had no idea what yield management and dynamic pricing was. We thought it was just increasing your pricing. But boy, oh, boy, thank you for that education. And, you know, that was a situation where they were not open to new ideas, Right. And it was only because they were forced to, <laughs> no, <laughs> let me <no. laughs> speak, that they learned Oops. one of the biggest things that ever happened in the vacation rental industry. I remember yeah. when we did that. It's one of those things where, you know, if you're open to new ideas, if you're curious, one great idea can change your life. That's true. Just one, right? And my whole podcast is about sharing ideas, sharing ideas through actual experiences that have been learned. Because I think that's another avenue where people can really grow is to open your mind. In a lot of ways, one of the best ways to open your mind is through building that curiosity muscle.
0: I'm surprised. It surprises me when I would walk into a property management company, and I've done a lot of that, and you have too, (laughs) but I love studying business models. Mm -hmm. I love walking into an office and giving them ideas that will make their processes easier or save them money, in some way change it for the better. And I think that when we use the curiosity and we think outside of the box, we allow ourselves to think about something new, it does lend itself to making things better, not just in business either, guys, in our lives too. Be open to the things that, I mean, for me, I'm always open to what God has for me. And I'm always asking, okay, God, what am I, you know, where am I supposed to go from here? Where do you want me? You know, that's the kind of background I come from, and that's who I am personally. Mm -hmm. But being curious enough to allow yourself the opportunity to change, you know, you can't have better without change, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there's a common thread among all of this, and that is, again, is fear. It's fear. True, so true. And we talk about fear all the time, right? But, you know, fear manifests itself in a lot of different ways. And we just talked about two of them. Fear prevents us from being open to new ideas, and it prevents us from being curious because we've learned the curiosity out of us because of what we've learned from fear. And you know, one of the other things that I've learned, and this is something that I learned from my book that I wrote, my American Grit book. You know, it's a book about the Japanese concentration camps that happened Mm -hmm. during World War II. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know that 120,000 people were stuck in concentration camps across the United States here in this country because they were of Japanese ancestry, because of their race. And my book is about that whole experience. But there's also a major, major life lesson in the book and that, that I realized. And that is, you know, there were a number of people, when you think about being stuck in a concentration camp, it's hard for any of us to imagine. But one thing we can imagine is being a victim, and being a victim of our government, being a victim and blaming others, right? There was a group of people that refused to blame others, that refused to be victims. And this is so important in this world of victimhood these days, right? I mean, we all hear about this victimhood is on the rise. It really really is. If
0: you're a leader and you have employees, you recognize them. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And it's all about blame. The story is about these guys who refused to be victims and they decided to empower themselves to self-empower themselves, to figure out how the heck to get out of those camps and to make a better lives for themselves and their families. And they found a program called the United States Army. And they went out and volunteered to fight for the United States Army, the same army that put them and their families in those camps to begin with. And they went out and fought and died for the United States. And this group of guys went on to join a segregated unit of Japanese-American soldiers who themselves went on to become the most decorated war unit in the history of the United States in World War II for its size and duration.
0: It gave me chills. (laughs) I've read this. I know what you're talking about. Mm
1: -hmm. But think
0: about what he just said. You're looking at a group of people who were persecuted, and they went out and they literally fought for their persecutors, and they were decorated. They became an elite unit. And why did that happen, John?
1: Well, first of all, these guys wanted to prove that they were just as deserving to be American citizens as Mm -hmm. anybody else. And, you know, it was all about proving their loyalty. Because back in those days, the reason why they were put in those camps, 122,000 people, including 50,000 American children and babies, was because they looked like the enemy. There was a prevailing feeling that said, if you look like the enemy, you must be the enemy. And so I guess. Babies look like the enemy. I don't know. It's just crazy. John,
0: I want to come on right. your podcast and talk about this and relate it to something else that I've been through okay. this okay. October. Yeah. I would love to talk to you about that. I'd after.
1: love to have you on my podcast, now. Wonderful. Maybe um, I'll and- send
0: my husband. He's a much better speaker than I am, but <laughs> okay. maybe we'll do it together.
1: I'd be honored. You know, this book is about self-empowerment. Don't be a victim. Don't right. blame others for your circumstances. Don't blame your vendors. Don't blame your customers. Don't blame your owners. Don't blame right. your employees. Empower yourself. Do something about it, right? And the minute you change that mindset is the minute your life changes.
0: So there are a yeah. lot of people that are listening mm-hmm. to this that are property managers who maybe you're not recognizing when John talks about fear, what that looks like. Let me give you an exact example. You have a housekeeping program and you find a software you like, i a talking about housekeeping software, whatever kind of software. And it doesn't have to be housekeeping, but housekeeping is particularly reluctant to change because... Of a lot of reasons. Number one, because if they miss a clean John, they lose a customer.
1: yeah absolutely. and that's all on
0: them. You know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that particular leadership. But no matter what leadership, you look at something that you say, "Oh, you ask why?" you say, "Oh, it would be better if we did it this way." But then you go, "But this here's the fear, but I'll upset X, y, z, or I'll have to change X, y, z. Like I said to my sister one time, who's a property manager. I said, Rochelle, If I can make you $50,000 more this year, and it's going to take you a little bit of change, would you do that? She said, how much change? I said, well, you might have to hire somebody part-time, but you'd still make $50,000 on top of that. I said, I think you could make more like one hundred and eighty dollars or so. She's like, I don't know. That's so much to manage. I said to her, so you make enough money that you don't want change. And she thought about that. And she said, okay, send me the details. So don't be afraid of change. When you listen to this, guys, you're going to have ideas and you're going to recognize the fact that you've been curious about something, you've asked why, but you're afraid of change because of whatever that's going to do. Don't be afraid. Make it a better place by changing. Just
1: Yeah. And you know, another way to look at this, Linnell, is that if you don't adjust to change, change will change you. You're not going to have a choice because You know, as we look at the world, especially with technology and new ways of doing business, it's going to drive the competitiveness right out of you because change is good, you guys. Change can be a really good thing. (laughs) And that's another thing. thing. That's another thing. We equate change to bad. Oh my gosh, I don't want change. Well, can you imagine if we didn't change? I mean, if you think back 10 years on how the industry was 10 years ago, or if we didn't adjust to yield management, or we right. didn't adjust to guest reviews, what? Are you kidding me? Right? If we didn't
0: adjust our time periods after COVID to accept a different type of stay. And, exactly. and I just want to clarify something. My sister is the most forward-thinking person. <laughs> I mean, she uses AI She's one of the beta users of the new AI in the industry. She was one of the first ones to embrace the revenue management like you talked about. She's hired a full-time... I mean, so I don't want to say that about my sister, but that was her first response because Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of our first responses when we think about change.
1: Absolutely. You know, our first response is usually hands up, on guard, right? Oh my gosh, you're asking me to do something. Take that down. And that's, you know, perfect, great example, Lonelle, of... Instead of being defensive and putting your guard up, let your guard down and be curious about it. Yeah. Be curious about it and go, why are you asking me to do this? Are you crazy? And who knows what's going to come out of it? And so relearn to use that muscle, relearn to think like a child. It's a wonderful thing. You know, I have a four-year-old grandson and a five-year-old grandson. And I tell people all the time that, you know, someday I want to be just like them when I grow up. Let yourself go back to that, and it may open up a whole bunch of new avenues that you hadn't thought of before.
0: For sure. Okay, so yeah. that's number two. You had a number three.
1: That was actually number three, but I have one more that I want to share. <laughs> um, so the first <laughs> one was cur- fir- first so one, curiosity. First one is curiosity. The second one is new ideas. Be open to new ideas. The okay. third one is self-empowerment. And again, the thing that blocks all these three things is fear. It's fear, Right. Self-empowering, there's a lot of fear. So it's easy to blame somebody, right? But to Mm self-empower yourself, you are taking accountability for your actions. There's a lot of scary stuff about that, right? New ideas, curiosity, fear. Well, you know, and this is the last thing I'll I'll just say.
0: Well, let's talk about self-empowerment real quick, because I think this Mm -hmm. is important. One of the most important parts about being a leader that I learned Mm -hmm. from having my own business was, as a leader, you have to make a decision you're going to make bad decisions. I'm not going to tell you, you're going to make the wrong decision at some point. And people will teach you that there is no success without some failure. Like there's no millionaire out there that's never failed at anything. There's no one that's at the head of whatever area in business that you're ahead of without making mistakes. Make a decision. If it's wrong, change it. But make your decisions. Empower yourself to Feel confident enough that you're going to make a decision and that it can be fixed if it's a mistake. Because absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I
0: just want to say that about self empowerment. A lot of times in business, we're afraid to change and we won't empower ourselves to the point that we have confidence in ourselves to make a decision, change it if it's wrong. That's your prerogative for being a leader. And that's a requirement.
1: Yeah. And just one more thing along those lines we all know that the more you do something, the better you get at it. I mean, True. the more practice we have, the better. So the thing about making decisions is that people often don't make decisions because of what fear. Fear. They're fearful of <laughs> making fear. decisions, right? True. And so, if you make a decision and know that there's going to come a time when you're going to make a wrong decision, but you know what? That's why you were hired was to make decisions and That's to correct. learn from the mistakes that you made. If you go in instead of with attitude of fear, but an attitude of curiosity that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> says, yeah. "Okay, I accept the fact that this may be a wrong decision, but I'm going to let myself understand if it is a wrong decision why it was a wrong decision and learn from it." Mm-hmm. And you know that nobody expects you to be right all the time. And the and payoff
0: is big, guys.
1: Pay off, the payoff pay is, is
0: big for doing this because you will, when you change things, you will make things better. You watch and and see.
1: You and I are riffing off each other. I love this because, (laughs) you know, one of the questions I would always ask in an interview, tell me an experience where you failed big time and what you did about it. You know, I want to know how people respond to failure because it's going to happen. So yeah, this kind of stuff, it's very, very cool. But you know, the thing about Fear. And we talked about fear a lot from different perspectives, right? The antidote to fear is love. It is. You know, people ask me, what's the opposite of love? It's not hate. The opposite of love is fear.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: antidote to fear is love. And a lot of folks have heard me say, you know, it's all about love. And, you know, this industry, the vacational industry, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity, so much opportunity to bring more love into the world with this industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, for crying out loud, this industry is about bringing people together, you know, and having wonderful experiences. And so we could have another 30-minute conversation just about the concept of love and how how, how it manifests itself in running a business. And one thing I'll just leave with you that I want you to think about is that if you're not getting enough of something, you're not giving enough of something. And that's something that I have lived with my entire career. That's an interesting
0: life. statement. John,
1: yeah. you're not I have to enough, ponder that. You're not, that.
0: Enough. You're not yeah. getting enough. You're not giving enough. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And there's yeah, a no million kidding. ways to give, but an examination of that might be worthwhile.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm gonna have to think about that, not just in business, but in personal as well.
1: Yes. If you're not especially enough, in personal. You're mm-hmm. not
0: giving enough. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. You are so people-centric, John, in your thinking. About life. I would like to have you back and I'd like to talk a little bit about something I think we're both passionate about. Mm -hmm. And that is how we can intentionally make our world around us a better place.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think
0: that's another conversation that we can have. So maybe we have a John part two. I'd like to do that if that's okay, because I think that one of the things now you're going to be at one of the conferences. You're going to be at the LiveRes conference. as the keynote, aren't you?
1: I am. I okay, am. Okay, that's cool. All right. I don't know if that's been announced yet, but you just no, did. I don't that's think...
0: okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'll be Well, guys listening to this podcast will know. I don't think you have to be a LiveRes user to be at that conference. If you're interested in hearing John speak about this, I think it would be a good thing. And don't forget to read his books because they are very interesting. But what I wanted to talk about is a lot of us, when we get so busy in business, John, especially... I mean, in property management, we are giving so much of ourselves. We know that we're there to make people's vacations better. We know that we're there to make these end-of-life celebrations where people come into the homes that we manage. We know that we're there to make that better for them. But there's a lot of things that we can think about personally. And one of the things I respect about Amy Highnote is that in the conferences she does, the women's conference, there's a lot of things there for building women up. And we could use that at VRMA. We could use some personal things that help us build as a human a better life for ourselves. We get so busy in trying to make our businesses profitable for lots of reasons. And we have to, John. You know, we have no choice. But we neglect that part of humanity where we make ourselves a better human. And I'd like you to talk about that.
1: I'd love to talk about that.
0: All right. So we'll do a part two and we'll talk about that.
1: Before you commit to a part two, you might want to make sure that you don't lose all your listeners after this. Oh, you're
0: hilarious. No, Yeah, see how it goes first. I have the best listeners. Can I just tell you the reason I have the best listeners? Someone asked me this, and I think I've probably said this on the podcast before. Someone asked me like two months ago, because this podcast has been wildly successful. And I say wildly because to me, it's wildly successful. There's like, you know, there's 20 something thousand downloads a month of the podcast. And I'm like, who's listening to this podcast? Someone said, Lanelle, how do you do that? And I said, look, it has nothing to do with me. It doesn't. <laughs> it has to do with the fact that the people that come on to talk are people that number one, I am interested in listening to. A lot of them are really good friends of mine. And I've made hundreds of friends that are acquaintances. I mean, John, you and I hadn't talked in years before we talked the other day. And it was just like, we just picked right up. And I remembered that the last time I saw you physically face to face, we were in Austin. We were sitting and talking about what we wanted to do with our lives and what life was about. But you have always been so very kind to me. And I think that the success of this program has to do with the fact that people are interested in other people that are doing the same thing they are, but they're also interested in people that have things that are interesting to say. So the people I bring on the sure. They're fascinating to me. Your work that you're doing is fascinating to me right now. So hopefully everybody else is into it. And another reason is I try not to leave people long enough to be bored. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm ADD. I get bored after, you know, I can't listen after 15 or 20 minutes. It just doesn't, it doesn't do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, just one quick comment, you know, to what you were talking about. Of course, there's a lot of things that we have to do in business. All these things that occupy our lives with the businesses and the work that we do. But one of the things that I think people forget to do, and we could talk about this next time, is to design their life. You know, we're so caught up in building our business and building our work life that we forget about why we're doing everything that we're doing. And we forget about creating that vision for our own life, our personal life, right? The reason why we're working, ask yourself, why are you doing this? You're doing Mm -hmm. this to build a livelihood for quality of life or whatever it is, right? But we a lot of times we forget to define what quality of life is, right? And we forget to design that part of our lives. And the next thing we know, we're really old and we've missed it.
0: I'm going to throw out there because this is applicable. I'm in. I'm studying Ecclesiastes. Those who don't know me that well, I love the Bible. I do. I love it, and I think there's so much real life wisdom. I built my business off of the principles that I felt were coming from the Bible. But there's a place in there that it talks about. True happiness. And it has to do with enjoying your work. You know, a big part of that is enjoying your work. So let's come back and talk about how to have more happiness in our life by being better people, by making the world around us a better place, and how to employ that enjoyment of your own life, how to take the time to enjoy your own life. And it doesn't always take time. I try to enjoy every second. Like I made my coffee this morning and I made it with real cream and the mocha pot, which is A lot more time consuming. But you know what? I will enjoy this little thing of coffee all day long. And it gives me pleasure to taste that type of coffee. It's the little things sometimes that make a difference.
1: And I'll tell you something. If you can make your personal life better, I promise you it'll make your business better.
0: This is so true.
1: (laughs) Ponder that for a a little bit.
0: (laughs) My employees told me after I met my husband, when I started dating him, We came together, we had weekly lunches, and I loved those. Even when we went remote, like it used to be we were all in one place and we would have lunch. You know, whoever was remote would be on the big screen. And then eventually we just did a remote office. But we were all together one day and someone spoke up and they said, Linnell, if you break up with this guy, I think I'm going to (laughs) quit. I was like, what do you mean? And they said, you're such a nicer person. (laughs)
1: and they meant it in the nicest way he makes you better yeah i was so happy
0: wonderful i was so happy in my personal life that it bled through to every other part of your life yeah so let me just tell you if you are miserable in your personal life that bleeds (laughs) through as well i know because my employees (laughs) told me
1: (laughs) yeah that's right and you know everybody just goes back and examines even one or two experiences of their life, they'll see that. They yeah. will absolutely see that. Yeah, but we true. forget. We forget right. that because we're Me so too. caught up in what we're doing on our day-to-day stuff in making money that we forget about our own personal lives. It's true. So we got so it let's backwards. let's talk
0: about our personal lives next time. John, thank <laughs> you. Thank you, number one, well, for all that you're doing for the world to make it a better place. Because I know that you are literally doing that, John. I I'm want trying. to tell you yeah. personally, I appreciate that. And I know that everybody out there that listens to you today, that listen to you talk about being curious and not being fearful and self-empowering yourself. I know that they appreciate that too. So John, I look forward to talking to you again. And guys, thanks for listening. And I look forward to our next talk.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks, Lanelle.
0: Thanks. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by LiveRes. To find out more about how LiveRest can help grow your vacation rental business, visit LiveRest.com. Make sure to search for how we grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.